When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, with you here as we get you ready for for Robin and I, at least one of our favorite trips in the Big Ten, heading out to Madison, Wisconsin. Does it rank up there for Steve Sipple? This is our first trip to Madison together. Hmm. I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I I wouldn't say it's – I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I don't think about it that way. I like going to Ann Arbor. That's the main place I like going. So we're heading out to, to <laughs> Wisconsin. Not, that, not the answer Sean was looking for. Transitioning. To- I like going to see America's team, Sean. America, oh Jim Harbaugh. We'll, we'll save the hardball talk for later on right. the show. But um, Nebraska, Wisconsin, six thirty night game in Madison. Um, it's a, officially Nebraska's latest season night game since joining the Big Ten Conference. Now they did play in College Station, Texas, in twenty ten on November twentieth or November nineteenth. So is that right? Not technically the latest night game in the regular season in Nebraska school history, but pretty close. Um, and they'll be on NBC for the first time since joining the Big Ten. Uh, this game will be nationally televised uh, on NBC with a big stage for these two teams that, quite frankly, haven't really lived up to the billing for, you know, it's a five and five matchup on both sides. That's going to be seen uh, in primetime across America. And um, it's a fascinating game because both teams are in year one with new head coaches. Uh, both teams have had their ups and downs, but it feels like Wisconsin SIP is almost in a much worse place right now just with their identity and the struggles that they've battled. Um, losing back-to-back weeks to Indiana and Northwestern. Oh, yeah. I think – I mean, when you say Nebraska hasn't lived up to its billing, they still have a chance to. I mean, we I think we all predicted six, six, seven, and 5. And Wisconsin right? was predicted to be a 9 or 10 win team. So Nebraska 6 and 6, that's what I thought. I thought 6 and 6, and as I've said, it, like in a good day in this summer, you, could, you might be able to get me to 7 and 5 during the summertime. But so Nebraska's sort of on track in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Wisconsin's not. I mean, this is this is a major disappointment, um, and it's you know, I think it's largely unexpected up there, right? Yeah, five and five, three and four in the Big Ten. Nebraska five and five, three and four in the Big Ten. Rob. Yeah, I never understood the Wisconsin hype. I mean, I know that the fickle hire was a a big deal nationally, but I mean, and they had Brady and Allen back, but they were. A completely revamping a lot of things, you know, with the quarterback play, the wide receiver play, and then their offensive line isn't what we're used to seeing out of the Wisconsin offensive line. They've returned some guys, but the level of play is taking a pretty big step back compared to like the All Americans they had across the board there. So, you know, that, you know, I guess I'm not stunned by where Wisconsin is at this point. What I am surprised about is the level of desperation that appears to be growing 
inside that program where you know here they are with two games left and they're talking about we need to figure out what guys even want to be here and who actually is going to play with pride and what guys uh could we build this thing around and <laughs> i know we've, we've seen that happen here a few times yep. and so you yep. know they're they're going through it and so this game both sides uh, there's some desperate teams nebraska nebraska's got a lot to figure out and so is wisconsin and wisconsin is not as easy of a coaching job as barry alvarez made it out to be there's academic mm-hmm. issues there to get into school they don't they don't allow juco players uh, they're very tight on high school academics and transfers um you know their fan base it it it's a good fan base but they don't it's not what you would call an elite fan base like nebraska michigan Ohio State. I mean, no, they, they go to the games and have a hell of a time. They go to the Packers games on Sunday. Uh, but, it, you know, it can fall off quickly there. And their, their media coverage, too, is nowhere near like the elite teams in this conference. So the academic piece of it, though, I, I think Fickle, I've heard, is learning. There are challenges. And there's, there's reasons why guys like Gary Anderson were, you know, so quick to want to leave Madison because you can't just get the players in there that you want uh, because the admission standards – at Wisconsin, they they, they uh, hold themselves to a little bit higher standard and make it harder for the football program. I think Anderson was a kind of a mutual party, and he didn't really fit what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, oh, it's not it's not easy. It's not an easy place, and they've radically changed the way they're doing things on offense. That's the. I mean, they kind of pulled the Nebraska right. Mm-hmm. They're an air raid now. Mm, yeah. So they went away from what Alvarez. They went away from the Alvarez blueprint. Like Nebraska went away from the Osborne blueprint, so let's just see how it goes. I mean, so far not going too well. Um, they still have a, you know they still have a decent, I'd say, pretty good chance to get to a bowl game. Nebraska and Minnesota left, um, really good chance to get to a bowl game, but this isn't what you. It's not what I expected from them. I mean, I would say a decent chance, but by no means a slam dunk. I mean, Minnesota. It's crazy how many five and five teams are in the conference right now. I mean, it's it's just a rugby scrum of five and five teams. There's three teams out in front, and everybody else is kind of stuck in this scrum, mm-hmm. other than Indiana and Purdue. Tough game for Nebraska, though. This is tough. I mean, you got It's not. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. You're playing at night in the cold, how the kids. It's not going to be that, that cold, though. Is, isn't it? Forties. It'll, it'll be thirties by kickoff. Not too bad. So not not. So I mean, not like Melvin Gordon's snow game bad, but. It'll be cold. Who who will want it more? Yeah. That's kind of what it comes down. A and, lot and, of it. And what's the vibe down. of Camp Randall going to be? Nebraska's been there so many times where it's just a hornet's nest, you know, where the fans are just dialed in. It's a huge party and all that. This one might be a little different because you're starting to see some of that angst creep in within the fan base as well. And, oh, by the way, it's the first weekend of deer hunting season. and. <laughs> That's a big, a big day in Wisconsin. It's a huge day up there. Day, yeah. Like, and if people are going to say, "Well, do I want to watch a five and five Wisconsin game, or do I want to go and get in on the first day of deer hunting?" Mm-hmm. There's going to be some decisions that need to be made. And sit in a hunting cabin, drinking a strong mixed drink, watching the game at home. Yeah, I mean, especially being cold at night. You know, watching two <laughs> underachieving football teams like underachieving. Nebraska. Nebraska's not underachieving. You turned the ball over 27 times. But, it's that's true. No, I mean, <laughs> that's a good point. From where Bob. we thought their record was going to be, I right. would say they're Look not. Look at the games they've lost. It's a good It's a good discussion, though. Like I said, I thought 6-6. Six and six. I mean, so I get I, it. I can't like, from say the, From the big picture, but like yeah. what this season could have been had they not been their own worst enemy every single week. 
yeah, 27 turnovers. We just talked about the log jam in the division. It was there for anyone to take. Mm-hmm. And nobody's taken it. Yeah. yeah and- I- Iowa's the one that's kind of taken advantage of yeah, they the kind crappiness of, stumbled, of the Big Ten. Tripped their way to the finish line. I mean, they just said, "All right, we're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna win this limited beauty pageant and just figure out a way to be they, like the the winner of this Big Ten West division by knowing who we are. We're not gonna try to do a lot of it on offense." By the way, Spencer Petrus or Petrus entered the portal for I didn't even know he was still on the roster for the Hawkeyes. Yeah, he's been hurt. Iowa flexed on Saturday though. That they was a good four, one. They put four hundred two yards on Rutgers. I mean, that's. That's a good Rutgers defense, 402 yards, 22 to zip. That was not a typical, ugly Big Ten West Division win. That was a good win for Iowa. If mm-hmm. they beat Illinois and then they beat Nebraska, can you imagine the emotions with the Ferences? Yes, I can't imagine it. Yeah, he's already crying at press conferences, so imagine what happens if they win. Who is who's he? Ference. He's the getting emotional man? in his age. Yeah, they asked him about like the offensive players rallying around him during this trying time, and he, like, broke down on the podium. Wow. <laughs> well, if they win in Lincoln, I envision just, like, this yeah. emotional trophy scene. Yeah, it, it will be. You don't want to see it if you're a Nebraska no, fan. Not, no, but it will be an emotional, yeah. into-the-Ferentz-type era trophy scene in Lincoln. God, I was thinking I was thinking when I was walking up here to do this how much I'm, how much I'm looking forward to Nebraska-Iowa. I'm looking forward to that game, I hate to say it, much more than this game. I mean, that's going to be a – I would think Nebraska, especially if they would lose this game, would just go all out to beat Iowa to get to a bowl. What if Iowa loses this week to Illinois, and then they have to win to clinch the division? Oh, God, it'll be a bloodbath. There'll be a stake there. There'll be a lot of stake. Selfishly, just get a win, Nebraska. And I say that because I want one more month of football. Oh, God, Sean, thank you for saying that. I don't – and I want to go on a bowl trip. Thank you for Selfishly. But I want one more month of football. I do not want the ball to stop on Thanksgiving weekend. God. Give us one more month, one hundred of football to get through. Please, God, that's all I ask for. That's my Christmas wish. <laughs> Figure out a way so we can get one more month of football and, and go have over there. Mercy. I want to scramble going to bowl practices, trying to get Christmas yeah. shopping done at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I want that stress that I haven't had in years. Yeah, I want people calling me saying it's all going to hell back in Lincoln, and I'm in you know Arizona. Are, are, are they going to say Vegas? Yeah, you got to miss the Christmas party because you got to go to bowl practice. Oh, I feel awful. Yeah. I can't go to I can't go to the Christmas party. He's got to go to bowl no, practice. Sorry, guys. I mean, all right. Well, we can talk about that Please. more. But we haven't even talked about the quarterbacks. When we come back, uh, we're going to delve into offensive storylines, and we'll hit on the quarterback position and what we think the outlook is for Madison next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash Built for us. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, getting you ready for Saturday night's game in Wisconsin. Huskers, Badgers, 630 and NBC. But before we get to offensive storylines, uh, this segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by CHI Health. 
When you need heart care, know you are in good hands of CHI Health, Nebraska's Heart in Lincoln, uh, offering the community's most advanced heart care at their hospital on 91st and Pine Lake Road, just north of Highway 2. The experts at CHI Health Heart Nebraska uh, put your heart and soul, plus the latest cardiac and technologies, into caring uh, for one community. The highly specialized team works closely with you to get you back on your feet after a major heart event or chronic cardiac condition, offering the highest level of care to keep your heart beating strong. Our heart care experts um, extend past Lincoln, too. Uh, we have locations in 14 hospitals and heart experts who travel to 35 communities across Nebraska and southwest Iowa and northern Kansas. There are more than 600,000 people that die of heart disease every year. Learn your heart's real age by taking an online quiz at chihealth.com slash heart risk. And do not take that quiz after a Nebraska game. <laughs> you could. Wait, 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 wait until they win a game. <laughs> but uh, thanks to CHI Health. Guys, let, let's get into this um, quarterback discussion because it's, it's like there, I mean, there's really no path to the treasure right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough decision Heinrich Harburg didn't start the week in practice. To me, that's a not a good sign mm-hmm. uh, that he's limited. No, uh, Cheva Purdy is trying to give it a go, uh, but you wonder if you know he react. You know the growing injury that he's had. You know we, we've seen this with players; they can play through it and then have to get surgery. You know what flared up? How's he doing? And Jeff Sims, we know he's healthy, but his issues the turnovers. But you get the sense, at least my read on Tuesday, was they want it to be Purdy, but they've got to see how he does. Mm-hmm. Rob, so, what do you think? Yeah, it sounds like let's just listening to Marcus Satterfield on Tuesday. Uh, Harburg is a long shot at this point. Just the fact that he's limited right now, and they're talking about like you know if if we can we want to get him ready if we need him type thing. That doesn't sound good. So that makes it you think that it's going to be between Sims and Purdy. They split first team reps. Um, I guess through the first couple of days of practice so far, and they're just going to kind of evaluate it as they go. Um, they said so they're getting all three ready to play because I don't know if you can just pick one guy because, you know, what happens if, okay, you start Sims. What if he turns the ball over two or three times in the first half and you have to go to somebody else? You need you need Purdy or whoever it is to be ready to go. So it's it's a situation where all three options are flawed and it's risk involved with each one of those guys under center. I think I, I agree. I think Purdy would probably be the preferred choice in that scenario, but you know, the fact that he played 11 snaps and was banged up, you know, it just shows, like, I, he hasn't played in a lot of games. And then with that groin injury, uh, which Matt Rule said after the game is likely going to require offseason surgery, I mean, he, he's got a lot going on physically. Yeah. I still don't know what to make of that. We, we asked Satterfield this week if, <clears throat> if Chubba Purdy's been practicing all along. He said, yeah, he's been practicing all along. So I don't, I don't know how bad that is. Um, it, we're going to know at game time. That's, it's going to be a game time decision. That's what, that's what we're looking at. It's kind of fun. I mean, I kind of like not knowing and seeing who, who, who's out there well, for the first snap. Fun. <laughs> what the, what, I mean, and Chuba, if he's prepared all week to be a starter, how much better will he look? Think about this. He didn't really prepare at all. I mean, it, it was just kind of like a relief pitching appearance. They, they made a call to the bullpen and brought in the ninth inning guy. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. he came in for the last drive. So, yeah, Satterfield said – he had only repped two of the plays, two of the 11 plays. So he led an 11-play, 90-yard march. 
and threw a pick at the end of it, but, you know, led him down the field and, and had repped what Satterfield said was only two of those plays in practice that week. Mm. He gets limited reps. He does get reps with the ones. Very limited, though. Um, and now this week he's getting a lot of them with the ones. He had, he had appeared in three games this year, very pretty much mop-up duty, Chubba. Uh, but he, it's not going to be mop-up duty in, in Madison. He's going to be playing. Well, and – you know, I, I, we've been critical of Mark Whipple on this show a little bit over the years, but one thing you got to get—I mean, Wh- Whipple knows quarterbacks. He coached at the highest level, coach NFL quarterbacks, and he, he's been on Chubba. He was on Chubba Purdy for years, like that was his guy. Yep. I mean, so he's the the tools are there. Like he's got intangibles. Yep. He's got the brother now that starts with the San Francisco 49ers, um, Brock Purdy, and and somebody um, brought up a, a great point to me on Saturday. Uh, who was the quarterback? Uh, the last has there ever been a game where the two quarterbacks on the field were younger brothers of starting NFL quarterbacks? I mean, that had to be a first. Oh my God, good point. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that that was pretty freaky when you think about it. I mean, the Dolphins and the Forty ers freaky. quarterbacks brothers were facing off in Lincoln. Yeah, current present day starters and their brothers were. Yeah, and think now, about Chuba too. Is he's really well liked. In that locker room, too. Yeah, like, he's got funny. a personality that I think yeah. is, a lot of guys are drawn to. And so, you know, there's something to be said for that. I think that, that was a reason why people rallied around Harburg, because he kind of had some of that, but probably not to the level as Purdy, just, just kind of reading the tea leaves on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Purdy is faster than people give him credit for, too. I mean, he, he was a 4-5 runner. He was a dual-threat quarterback. He's mm-hmm. not a statue pocket guy. Like, he was always a, a guy that could run, and I think you saw yep. his accelerator gears – yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm confused about this whole groin talk because it, it, he's been practicing all along, and he didn't look slowed to me. He looked like he had some speed. In Can that those game. flare up though? Yeah, yeah. I hope it doesn't flare up. And I mean, I, if correct me if I'm wrong, when they when they get it's like a sports hernia surgery. Is that is that when these guys get those growing surgeries? It's usually they call that the sports hernia, and we've seen a lot of guys have to get that. And that used to be like a career-ending type surgery for players. I mean, mm-hmm. guys never it used to, yeah. Uh, but they've kind of changed the surgical way of doing it, where you, you come back pretty quick off those. Yeah, I'm not sure about all that, but it, it doesn't seem like it's a major issue right now with Chuba. Um, didn't seem like that this week. So we'll see what happens. Now, Emmett Johnson and Robin had 17 carries on Saturday. That was his career high. He had been more in that 12 to 13 range. Can they push him much higher than 17? I think they want to try. I mean, just Satterfield said that we need to give him the ball more. And so, you know, how how much more volume can he handle? I mean, he's still a relatively smaller back, but didn't seem like it was slowing him down against Maryland. I mean, he was running as hard as anybody on the field in that game, which you know, allowed him to have maybe his best game as a Husker. So that, uh, if you want to try to find a bright spot for Nebraska's offense right now, it's the development of Emmett Johnson. And with all these issues at quarterback, to be able to have a back that you can just turn around and hand the ball off to and get a consistent production out of would be invaluable. So I would expect Emmett Johnson to have probably his heaviest workload of his career uh, if all goes to plan at Wisconsin. Yeah, and another bright spot's the offensive line, which Rule said played its best game by far all season against Maryland. So, yeah, maybe they can go up to Wisconsin – and you can get some stuff done on the ground. They ran for 184 against Maryland. If they could get, if they could push out to 200, I'd give them a shot to win the game. And they got quite a lift on Saturday. I saw this go down. Ethan Piper came on the field during warmups in a wheelchair. 
mean, he's recovering from the major surgery he had, and he said some words to those guys. And I think a lot of those players got emotional seeing Pipe down there. Yep. And Riola um, really gave him a speech. By the way, this is for Riola. You know, he's a former Wisconsin Badger. Yeah, he is. Um, so th- there's a lot on the line for him, and he's um, talked about his time at Wisconsin this week to the players and how a lot of what Wisconsin did was built on what Nebraska used to do and, and, and just um, his, his kind of connection with both programs now. Oh, yeah. I mean, Wisconsin just line up and hammer you. He'd love nothing else than to go up there to Madison and Nebraska run the ball well and, and that be the impetus to them winning a game and getting to a bowl. I mean, that'd be a feather in his cap. Rule seems very happy with Donovan Rayola. It's been sort of an up and down season for those guys, but they've come around. They're like Rule always says: when you're leading the Big Ten and rushing, you're doing something. He's right. weathered the storm. Yeah, it's almost like Rule takes offense when you ask him how the offensive line's doing. Like we lead the Big Ten and rushing. Why? Why, why am I? Why am I being asked this question? Which, the pass protection. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be critical about something, I mean, yeah. just go back to the Michigan State game. <laughs> Watch that. Watch the right side of that offensive line. Yeah. So, I mean, they haven't been perfect, but they've been better. I mean, speaking of the right side of the offensive line, remember Bryce Benhart was like the biggest liability in Power Five. Now he's actually serviceable. Yeah. I mean, he's he, he has been <laughs> the least of their concerns Teddy, in a lot of ways. And Teddy has played well quietly. Yeah. You know how you know Teddy's playing well? Because we don't talk about him at all. Mm-hmm. He's just played well. It's not like guys are racing by him and we're going, what's wrong with Teddy? See, Teddy's mm-hmm. not the same. Teddy played really, really well against Merrill. And Justin Evans Jenkins stepping in. Yeah, I mean, a for dude. a young guy that hadn't played at all, playing at a different position. He's supposed to be a center. He's a dude. And now he's a starting left guard. And again, you're not talking about him. Tough so, dude. And one penalty for this football team in two games. Zero by the offense. See that? That's progress. So, I mean, and trust me, I mean, if they, that's can, get, progress. If they can get the turnover thing fixed, I mean, I think that's why you get greedy in a rebuild. Like, because you see how easy some of these things could be to get to eight or nine wins this year. Yep. But you have to remember, they're in a rebuild right now. They are. But there's been promising things like the penalty stats the last couple of games, the O-line development, the running back development, the defensive scheme. Alvano's rise late. I mean, there's been a lot of things you can say, okay, I like this, I like that. It's a tricky conversation, that rebuild, though, because they got a lot of the same players. I mean, it's the same players as last year on defense. They weren't good last year. No, but it's not a rebuilt team. You know, it's not a bunch of new faces on defense, not even new faces up front on offense. I mean, running But Nash Hutmacher wasn't contributing like that last year. Right. But they're all the same guy. didn't play at that level last year. No. I yeah, mean, it's, the, it's the development of those yeah, guys. Javon Wright wasn't on. Javon Wright wasn't on the field last year. John right. Bullock wasn't on the field last year. Right. I mean, there, there were a lot of guys that are playing now that really weren't even a factor a year ago. Yeah. Bayer yeah. not on the field last year. You just so. go go across the board on that defense. It's Tony White, baby. It's the reason why he's a, a Broyles nominee. <laughs> San Diego State job now open, by the way. And Tony White spent nine years there as an assistant coach. Oof. USC defensive coordinator job now open. I mean, White's name is going to get mentioned for some of these things. Mm-hmm. This is how it goes. Yeah, yeah Feldman and, and Thamel are saying that San Diego State will hire offensive side guy. They've, they've gone twice in a row with defensive side, and they, they might go offensive side this time. That's what the Feldman's saying and Thamel's saying. Hmm. All right, when we come back, we'll switch over to defensive talk. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. 
You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sibble, Robin Washett, talking defensive storylines heading out to Wisconsin. But before we get to that, this segment of the show brought to you by Bauer Underground. They're helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure future, and they're looking for new members to join their team with open positions for laborers, equipment operators, aerial linemen, foremen. Bauer Underground is searching for the best in construction. Visit BauerUnderground.com to learn more about career opportunities and industry-leading benefits, including competitive pay, employer-paid health insurance, dental, disability, vision, life insurance, 401k match, new top-of-the-line equipment, and a clothing allowance. No experience, no problem. They'll train the right people, giving you the hands-on experience you need to build a long and rewarding career. Learn more by visiting Bauer Underground on Facebook to view their testimonials by current Bauer teammates, hear about their experiences, including the company culture and the importance of the work. Bauer Underground is family-owned with work sites across Nebraska, so there's opportunities wherever you live. For more information, like Bauer Underground on Facebook or visit BauerUnderground.com. Come start your new career today. Thank you to Bauer Underground. All right, let's get into the defensive storyline talk here, guys. Um, heading out to Madison because uh, we saw this unit force turnovers last week. And, and they were big. I mean, you, you go back to Omar Brown, Javen Wright, and some of these plays that these guys made. Oh, God. We've been waiting years for Nebraska's defenses to do this, and they, they, they did it. And it, it was almost enough to get the win. Oh, my God. They, they made some amazing, amazing plays. I mean, Omar Brown, wrestle, I mean, just wrestling the ball away himself and recovering it. Recovering it. Javen Wright somehow getting that ball loose down in the extreme red zone for Maryland. Uh, and and having that beautiful pick where he got his foot down somehow, huge plays got got him ten points. I mean, basically got Nebraska their ten points. Yeah, I mean, you could say it was probably the best games of both of those players' careers, just yeah. with not just the turnovers they made, but the overall impact. They were everywhere. And you look at the Pro Football Focus grade outs on both of those guys; it was some of the highest they've had mm. as Huskers. Mm. So mm. that's you know another example of the development and evolution of this defense, where you're getting these young players that. You know, Omar Brown wasn't much of a factor last year. Neither was Wright. And now all of a sudden, they are critical pieces in the in the back end of that defense that are now making game-changing types of plays for a defense that has been really good, but that's been the one thing, the one hurdle that it really hasn't surmounted yet was making th- those turnovers. Yeah, you know, they haven't done a lot of that. They've been great at reacting to takeaways on the other side, but yeah. now they're forcing the issue a little bit more by taking the ball away themselves. Yeah, that was huge. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we talk defensive storylines heading out to Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, Ty Robinson, you know, oh, he's you, a you talk about all Big Ten level guys. I mean, Gifford, Robinson, Omar Brown, um, Nash Hutmacher. I mean, those guys have been consistent. You know, I was joking with media relations director Keith Mann. I mean, J- Javen Wright's a guy that, you know, he's a great spokesman, great person for the program. He goes, he's a guy. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him at Big Ten Media Days representing this team. He, he is a really – bright spot that's yeah, emerged that from this season mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense he's a he's a junior um so he could he could be a guy next year that does it. i mean he looks the part too yeah and robinson robinson played incredibly well against maryland and tony white said you'd seen glimpses of it with robinson you always want to see more consistency but when he when when his engine fires, man, I mean, he was he's unblockable. A, yeah, he can be a monster. Yeah, he was ripping through double teams like White said, like Tony White said, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was him at his his best. He made Got, some money last week. Yeah, I think so. You want to see him follow it up? I mean, like like White <laughs> said, this isn't simple talking. This is Tony White. You've just seen glimpses of it. You want to see consistency. But yeah, he looks like he looks 
he looked like an NFL player against Maryland. And White, this is this is a limited Wisconsin offense. I mean, I I can see some of these guys having a big game. Sorry, Rob. Yeah, oh, just continuing with that. Uh, White also said that maybe Thank the best back. thing about Saturday was that everybody else saw what Robinson could do, but more importantly, Robinson saw. It. Yeah, like that was a game where you proved to yourself that you can be a dominant game changing force, and you finally lived up to it. And now he knows that he's capable of that. That. Eclipsing that that ceiling could be a huge deal for him in his future. Oh God! How does Wisconsin move it on Nebraska? I mean, like if Mordecai's still coming off that hand injury, Braylon Allen only had three carries last week of his ankle injury. I mean, this is a good matchup for this defense. Oh, it is. It, you don't want it, what you don't want to see is Braylon Allen round into form. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to see that would be Nebraska's luck. God, yeah, it would. He'd have a Melvin Gordon like, yeah. 2014 type game on Nebraska. Yeah, and I don't want to see that for these veteran players like like Ty Robinson and Reimer and I mean all there's so many veterans on that defense. Omar Brown's a senior. Um, I I want to see those guys go out in a bowl game. Those guys see I do I, there's a part of me that I think they've responded really well to this turnover issue, but man, I feel bad for certain guys like mm-hmm. Reimer, who's who's played so well over the course of his career, and the defense has done what it needs to do to get Nebraska to a bowl game. It really has. Oh yeah, no question. It, 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 so it's you know, we always we always hear football is the ultimate team game, and that's beautiful. But it can also be very frustrating. I mean, the, the defense has played well enough, but the turnover issue has. Drag them back. Mm-hmm. That's what that's and I and you know what I wouldn't even mention it by we're talking about these guys, these veteran players. Even Chapman Wright's a junior. I mean, these guys have been around. They wanna they wanna go to a bowl game bad in the worst way. And some of these guys, it'll be their last chance. Yeah, they have three one score losses and have turned the ball over twenty seven times. I mean, think about yeah, that. That's think crazy. think about what could have been if Nebraska could just don't do that. Stop no. ruining its own chances. <laughs> Well, they, no, they, it's, it's, it's horrifying. So they could be 8-2 and two right now. I mean, that's well within the realm seven of possibility. And three. Yep, 7-3 for sure. And we're talking about going to Tampa or somewhere. I, I mean, know. A pretty decent bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if they get to 6-6, six and six, they will be an attractive team in that mash of 6-6 six and six teams. Oh, no yeah. doubt. But well, they, they got to get there. And mm-hmm. they're going to, you know, Iowa will <laughs> pro- be so hard. Iowa's going to probably be a, I mean, two, three-point favorite in Lincoln is my guess. Depending on how Nebraska plays. What's the over-under on that one going to be? 26? <laughs> Ooh, low. 28? I was going to say lower than 26. Well, it's never, in the history of the game, it's never been lower than that. Oh, it hasn't. Well, Iowa keeps setting that bar like lower 26 and, lower and a half, week. I think, is the lo- maybe okay. the lowest. I don't know where I was. Has it been lower than that? Anyway. That's close. It's going to be hard. It's nothing. It's, Nebraska getting that last <laughs> win is just going to be – it's going to be – it's gonna be ridiculously hard. They're gonna have to do something they haven't done nearly enough of over the years and beat either or Wisconsin, Iowa. And you gotta limit turnovers. Well, we said <laughs> back in the preseason, it. Michigan State and Maryland were gonna be big games to get to a bowl, and like that's how it played out. Those were huge swing games. It's huge, one hundred, just gigantic. When you weren't banking on Colorado ruling the college football world for like two weeks and Nebraska having to play yeah. out there during the middle of that yeah, rain, one, yeah, in one of the craziest <laughs> environments ever. Ever, like, yeah. So no, and you're 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 right about Michigan State, Maryland, especially Maryland. In my opinion, that was a game you should have just closed out. I mean, come on. All right, when we come back. We will take the discussion to the mailbag. Abby Barmore will join the show. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. 
This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. As uh, we get into the mailbag, but before we get to that, this segment of the show brought to you by Caldera Lab. Uh, we've been telling you about it all year. We've almost gotten Steve Sipple to do a live Caldera Lab um, demonstration. I'm, do we have an HR department? <laughs> but we have not been successful. But um, I've been using Caldera Lab all fall. It's a great men's skincare product. Uh, helps your face look clean, fresh. You look younger. Um, you know, and it's super easy to use. Three, three easy steps. Um, it takes about 30 seconds to do in the morning, 30 seconds uh, when you go to bed at night, and boom. And 94% of men have been seeing uh, have seen uh, positive results or shown results using Caldera Lab uh, for just a few weeks. Um, so it doesn't take that long to do, and we've got a great deal for our Husker Online users. Visit calderalab.com and use promo code Husker, and you'll get 20% off right now uh, on your order. Once again, that's calderalab.com, promo code Husker, to receive 20% off your order here of Caldera Lab. Thanks again to Caldera Lab for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Show. All right, Abby, where are we going? Okay, first one. It feels like Nebraska is a decent quarterback away from a good football team. So besides quarterback, what is the top position of need for Nebraska to address in the portal? I still think, yeah, I think they need a dog, an elite number one receiver, like somebody that can run, run a route, create separation, and get open. I don't know if they have too many guys that you know consistently run the routes at the highest level they need to be run at and get open and create that separation. You saw what Trey Palmer did a year ago. Oh. And, and how big that was. Um, if they could get any semblance of a guy like that, that'd be huge. Probably say interior defensive line, depending on what Ty Robinson does, and maybe Nash, Nash. Hut, Nash Hutmaker. Uh, if one or both of those guys Ooh. moves on, that's going to be significant void. Oh, that I don't know if the players on the roster right now would be enough. They might need to supplement that. Yeah, and an offensive lineman. Tackle. Yeah. Tackle. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Teddy's played well, but you could use another one. Especially if Ben Hart's gone. Well, Ben Hart and Corcoran potentially could both be gone. Like it's their decision what they it's, want to do. It's, it's tough, isn't it? You just don't know. Yeah, and, and they're they're making good money, but a lot of it will <laughs> yeah, decide. It's so strange to hear that. Like a lot of it will be based on, yeah. like what's the program want to do with those positions? Right. Do they want to bring someone else in or keep it? Rule does strike me as a guy that doesn't really believe you can build a team through the portal on the O line. It's hard. Good point. They thought they had a guy in good Rouse, point. but. Think about the year before. I mean, the two guys they brought in were Hunter Anthony and Kevin Williams. And it just was, you know, it didn't work out. Good point. You know, it's hard to find. And, and the good ones like that go to Michigan, like Olawa Timmy or whatever, the guy that won the The out. real good ones. I yeah. mean, the real good ones go to places like that. And can Nebraska get one of those kinds of guys? It's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good point. That's a really good point. Now, uh, yeah, just can move Next on. question. What do you attribute the improvement of the pass rush? Pass rush, is it the coaching or the personnel? Scheme, both. I think I think the scheme and you know the the number of pressures they've gotten is on par to be as good of a season as they've had in ten years, over ten years, and they're also missing the fewest number of tackles we've seen as a God. Yes, we don't talk about that enough. Mm -hmm. We don't. Yeah. They they have some dudes. I think it's I think it's both. I mean, I hate to do that, but 
they have a lot of pass rushers. I mean, they, it's not just one or two. They have a lot of right. guys that can get to the quarterback. And they got guys that are making the plays. I mean, be, winning one-on-one matchups when they have them. Where even to the right. true freshmen coming in there, like they're they're beating French their well. blocks and they're getting into the backfield, and then they're getting to the quarterback. They've had guys that can do one or two of those steps, but they never finish the play. And so that I think is the the separator to where. They're defending so well on the back end. That's a big part of it. They're allowing the press rush more time to get home. And then you have athletes that are dynamic enough to win their matchups and make and capitalize on those opportunities. One, one other thing. We, you only talk about tackling when they're missing it, when they're missing tackles. It's they been never as, as significant of an upgrade as anything on this team. Yeah. They, I, should, open I should say tackling. they never miss tackles. We've seen some missed tackles, but – not many of them compared to last year because they really rally to the ball they really rally hard i mean they had a couple key ones i mean in coverage last week but that's every game for every team they're limiting those i mean they're like seven or eight a game versus like 13 a game fourteen. that's a big difference oh yeah that's six or seven more first downs Mm -hmm. i mean we have walked out of that press box many times in recent years going god they can't tackle Mm -hmm. i mean how many missed tackles was that think about georgia southern Mm -hmm. we never do that now we never do that. And that's how they practice, too. I think they, oh, they, it's a, they, they hit. I mean, there's a lot of hitting. They sharpen their blade on Tuesday, Wednesdays to be ready for Saturdays. That's right. Next that's question. If, Nebraskan is, if Nebraska is even or even positive in the turnover margin in the next two weeks, how much is that going to impact their likelihood of winning? It's huge. We just talked about the one score of losses they have and the amount of turnovers they've had in those games. If you find a way to not be your own worst enemy for one week, <laughs> your odds of winning go up dramatically. They could be Iowa basically without Tory Taylor. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Tory Taylor is their all-American. Who just announced punter. he's not coming back next year? He has another year of eligibility. He's going to go to the draft. He should because he's the best punter in the world. Yes, he. Is. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of practice. <laughs> He's the best in the world. All right, what do you got next, Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that Nebraska will become bull eligible this year? Oh, 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 it's a scary conversation. I mean, less like conf- less confident than I was last week. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. And much less than I was two weeks ago. I really think, though, they're walking into an interesting situation in Madison, like one that they can take advantage of. And I that fan base there, I'm sensing that – it's going to be a fan base that's not really too engaged in these final two weeks. It is Wisconsin engaged. This is a lot of it. Hey, a lot of it just comes down to, as we said earlier, who wants it more. Mm-hmm. And, and can Nebraska's quarterback situation orchestrate – can they figure something out that orchestrates a win? Yeah. That I don't know. I don't know what Chubba's got. I, I, just, I haven't seen Chubba I've seen it for enough. 11 plays. Yeah. If I'm Matt Rule, yeah. I'm saying to my team, like, hey – we can set them back. Let's set their. Let, let's advance our program here tonight, and let's set them back, and let's let PJ Fleck and Minnesota beat them the next week, and not and they don't go to a bowl game. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, they they they've got to say like, hey, we're building something here. We believe in what we're doing. They're questioning what they're doing here right now. We're not. We're I, not questioning. No, they what we're seem. Doing. It seems like Nebraska's locker room has stayed strong. I think. Yeah, there's nobody like after games saying we're going to find out who's with us or who's not. You know, like I mean, because well, first of all, we've covered a lot of those things. We have. We have. We're going to find out right away who is here and who's not. Who wants to be here and Sean, who doesn't. Sean is a hardened cynic at this point. After, but, I mean, but we've we've heard we've it. seen a lot of. That. I read all that stuff at those Wisconsin Northwestern loss. I'm like, oh Flashbacks. my god, Robin and I have. 
yep. written that a lot, and you have in your previous career. Life, yes. Previous life. Mm. <laughs> All right, Abby, one more question. What do you got? Is this our last one? Yes. Okay. I didn't know. It's important. Okay. So what are the top restaurants for fans to visit when they're traveling to Madison? Well, first of all, the Husker Online Friday Night Road Trip Steak Tour will conclude its final stop of the tour at the Tornado Room in Madison. It's a highlight. The Steak Tour. It's a um, traditional Wisconsin supper club across the street from the Capitol building, and it's phenomenal. I mean, and you feel like you're in a 1960s mafia movie. Ooh, yeah. it's a, I like it's the a time warp where it's really like dimly lit. It's got like the old lighting fixtures, low ceilings. Just it feels like you're walking in like to set the set of Mad Men or something like that when you go in. There. You can't um, make a like open table online reservation. You have to call in, and they handwrite them in a ledger. Good God. Your kind of place, yeah. Steve Sipple. Yeah, this is, sounds like heaven to me right now. Um, and maybe that's what heaven is. Like, maybe that's what it's Handwritten like. ledgers. It's an old yeah. school steakhouse. Yeah, old school steakhouse. Hey, uh, Rob, could you could Rob wear his sweatshirt like that? Yeah, I mean, I could you, wouldn't. You wouldn't. I mean, I probably could. Uh, wear a polo shirt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like so a bring suit. a decent shirt. Yeah, just bring a. I only slum it for the Husker Online show. Not what did steakhouse. we wear to that place in Mich- in East Lansing? Were we dressed okay? Yeah, Sean yeah. was. I know that he always is. Yeah. Well, I have TV before we eat, so like I'm on Channel Seven. We get all that done, then go do all that. But uh, a couple other spots, yes. okay? Because um, the old, old fashioned, fashioned is like a traditional, like everything Wisconsin place in Madison. That's outstanding. Cheese curds. If you want cheese curds, go to the Old Fashioned. Oh, Best curds in the city, they say. Yeah, really? Don't waste your time getting an Old Fashioned at the Old Fashioned. It's not, not that good. Just get a good Wisconsin beer. They have a whole bunch of taps. Just brats, burgers, good food like that. But then the cheese curds are elite. Hey, hey, what did they say about Old Fashions in Wisconsin? You're supposed to get brandy, right? Yeah. Brandy. Again, why? Is that right, Sean? I don't waste my time with it. I think that's. I think no, you're you're right. If that's you're exactly what they do. Yeah. If you're I'm a Wisconsin, rye whiskey, if, if you fashion. if you don't specify yeah. what you want, they will make it with brandy. Yeah. And if they ask you, say brandy. Is that from Parker well, Gabriel? If you Bush. want, it's from Bush, Bush, Bush Bill. Because Bill Bush worked out there. Yeah, he did. Okay, and then um, Bassett Street Brunch Club, great For, breakfast spot. Yes. But Friday night, the the go. If you're a Husker fan going out there and you want to just kind of go to a safe. Switzerland place to go where you know it's going to be a lot of Nebraska fans. Switzerland. Go to go to State Street Brats. Okay. Uh, yeah. We have been there every year since 2011, and that's generally kind of the meeting hub where mm-hmm. you're going to see us all there. And, and it, it kind of became a media party last time we were there. I mean, like the World Herald guys were there, the Journal Star guys, the TV guys, the radio guys. Um, but State Street Brats, great spot to go. Uh, and they have food there too. I mean, it's just bar food, but um, good spot. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, and with State Street, it's like kind of the the sports bar-y first level, and then for you younger folks, there's a nightclub upstairs that oh, you can boy. walk up there. So and, we might have to watch out for Sipple to head up to no, the nightclub. Yeah, no, so. no, you won't have to watch out for that at all. <laughs> the fact, nightclub. The whole thing may, I may not be doing, but um, I'll definitely do the tornado room. And there's Dottie's, uh, the hamburger place. It's, I don't know, people love it. I it was featured it was in Sports okay. Illustrated Yeah, once. I mean, again, people love it. I was like, okay, this is fine. What's the oh Ruth Chris is is one that is popular. There is a there is a Ruth Chris. What's well, a chain? Yeah, there's an Applebee's. That's a Barry Alvarez. <laughs> I think there's a Chili's down the street. There's a Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> What's that place you take Kit um in in uh, Lincoln? It's a place called Outback. That your daughters like? 
Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. One time I ate one in Madison. I ate it one in Madison, and I, I was telling Bo Pelini that, and he goes, huh, was McDonald's closed? <laughs> <laughs> now, there is a t- our, 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 uh, I was really proud. I was like, I, I, I was like, hey, I'm eating at a Texas Roadhouse. Our great friends excited, and goes, sponsors <laughs> of the show, Tanners, <laughs> yep. uh, they own the Tanners in Middleton, which is in Mad- the suburb of Madison. So if you want to go to a bar during the day and watch college football, uh, go to the brand-new Tanners location. It's a different one than before. And uh, the ownership here that owns the Lincoln Tanners also owns the Madison one. Wow. Wow. So there you go. All right. When we come back, we're going to close up. We'll talk Jim Harbaugh, Big Ten next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Okay, here we go. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel, Robin Washett. Before we get into some Big Ten discussion, Steve Sippel, this segment brought to you by... Sean Larson Motors. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go for a new experience at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors is one of the Midwest's only dealerships with all the major brands in one spot. Finding your Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram has never been easier. Start your new experience today at LarsonMotorGroup.com or at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors, real people, real deals. All right, let's get into uh, the Big Ten action from last week. Illinois uh, keeps their bowl eligibility hopes alive. Line-Eye, 5-5 five and five now. Just have to get a win against either Iowa or Northwestern to get to a bowl game. So Brett Bielema kind of what a win. Uh, salvaged mm-hmm. things at Indiana. Uh, obviously, Maryland beats Nebraska 13-10. They're now bowl eligible. Michigan beats Penn State without Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Michigan, Penn State fired uh, their offensive coordinator as well. 24-15 was that score. Purdue, this is kind of a stunning score, 49-30. Stunning. Over Minnesota. The Gophers now must beat. Um, they have to win one of their final two games to get to a bowl game, and, and they play Ohio State this week, and then they close with Wisconsin. So uh, P.J. Fleck, to get to a bowl game, has to, to get an upset in there probably. Um, if you yep. consider them beating Wisconsin an upset, Northwestern stuns Wisconsin twenty four ten. They're now five and five, um, and they're favorites this week. So Northwestern is probably going to get a bowl game, um, pretty good chance of it. And David Braun could be voted Big Ten Coach of the Year uh, potentially. Yep. Iowa twenty two nothing over Rutgers, then Ohio State thirty eight three over Michigan State in Columbus. That was the night game, but. Let's focus the conversation on America's team, Steve Sippel. Yeah, let's do that. The uh, Michigan Wolverines, um, Jim Harbaugh watched. No, did anyone ask him where he watched the game from? I don't think anybody's asked that. Um, it, they're a monster right now, and they're going to be galvanized by this. They ran the ball against Penn State 32 straight times. They just said hell with it. They what, didn't have. You think w- we need? We, you think we need subterfuge? Here's some subterfuge for you. We're going to ram it down your throat. I mean, that's that's all we're going to do. Think we're cheating? Yeah, I think we're cheating. Here's cheating. 32 straight runs. I mean, against Penn State, which is a good run good mm-hmm. run defense. Flex. Big flex by Michigan. That's what they're going to keep doing. And, again, they've had the schedule. Until they get to Georgia, then they'll lose. They've had the schedule <laughs> to build up to this point. They had That was their first ranked opponent they've yeah, played they all year. Really so they've developed a team. They've managed reps. Mm-hmm. And they finally said, all right, Blake Horam, we're taking off the handcuffs. You're going to get the ball a ton and we're just going to ram it down you. He got 145. That was by far his best game of the year. Yeah. They, against the best team they've played. They were impressive. They were, well, they were beyond impressive. 
So I don't know. Jim seems like he's weirding out a little bit. Um, talked about how he can't get viruses. Um, Didn't he say, I'm the wall that viruses smash against? Yeah, that shatter against Shat- my wall. <laughs> they say, how do you do it? He goes, I don't know. You do push-ups, eat an apple. He's nuts. Do push-ups, eat an apple. It's going to be, I mean, if they win the Big Ten, which they're, they're, they're the, they have the highest odds to win the national championship right now. Jeez, I still um, like Georgia Show. If they win the Big Ten, can you imagine that trophy ceremony with Tony Petiti and Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> Harbaugh will be fine. <clears throat> he's he's acting. It's a very interesting dynamic. What's going on in this in this situation? Harbaugh is at the Michigan hockey game on Saturday night. They get back. The team gets back. They go watch Michigan hockey, and the whole crowd at the hockey game is chanting "Free Jim Harbaugh." Yeah, it's like they're being like persecuted for something they didn't do. They cheated. There's blatant evidence that they cheated, and people are like acting like. They're the good guys in this scenario. It's, it's like, gotten odd. It is weird. It's, it's just gotten America odd. in a nutshell. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's gotten. It, it is weird. I don't. I don't know. How yeah, it's to, the America we live in now, where you pick a side, even if you think it's right or wrong. And, and you know, our world has changed since 2016. With the, that. But there's confusing elements to this. Conf- like we talk about, yeah, they're cheating. Well, Bill self cheated. He cheated his ass off, and he just got ten million dollars per year. Yep. Okay. So there's confusing. I know. It's. It's, I can see why fans would be confused. I, self is a proven cheater, and he just signed a mega contract with Kansas. I mean, they got caught on, like, federal wires. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The really feds did. were involved. <laughs> they, it was uh, Operation Varsity Blues was what it was called. Right, I mean, it gives you more incentive. Like, why don't – like, if you're Nebraska, why don't you just go on and just cheat your ass, butt off, and <laughs> just <laughs> go in there yeah. and just – you know, what are they going to do? Slap you on the wrist, suspend your head coach for a couple games. Like, who cares? Go win a championship. Cheat. All right. Break uh, all the rules. <laughs> real quick, this week's games, not not a great slate. Big noon game is Michigan at Maryland um, on Fox. Then Michigan State and Indiana. Purdue at Northwestern. That's big only in the sense uh, because Northwestern has a chance to get bowl eligible. Penn State hosting Rutgers. Illinois at Iowa. Minnesota at Iowa, uh, Ohio State. The Buckeyes, a 27.5-point favorite. Then the Badgers right now, 4.5 over Nebraska in the night game. And that, that spread, Robin, has teetered from 6 to 4.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gone down. And I think so, a lot of it's probably the, the strife going on in Madison right now. A stat from the Penn State side. They've, as you mentioned, James Franklin fired Mike Yurchich. Now, they could finish 10-2, and two, so it's a sort of an odd firing, except – if you look at what Penn State did against Michigan and Ohio State, two losses. In those two losses, the Penn State offense was five for 30 on third down. Five for 30 on third down. That, that, that could get you fired at Penn State. Well, they, they chased points, too. I mean, they had a chance oh, to make yeah. it 14-10 in the second quarter, and they yeah. went for two. Yeah. They didn't get it. Oh, it's 14-9. Franklin getting and hammered. Franklin just got smoked by that reporter in the postgame press yes, conference. Yes, he did. He didn't really have an answer, did he? And that guy, that, I mean, that guy didn't back down. Didn't give ground. No. And then did they go for two at the end of the game when they could have kicked an extra point to make it an eight-point game? I think, yes, that's what they but did. But if, if, if they, if they would have just taken the two extra points, it would have been a 24-17 game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, odd. So a lot, lot there, Chasing but points. Uh, we'll be live from Madison. Ideally, we're hoping for a midnight start time for our postgame live show. So uh, join us from Madison. We got a great special this week for the big Freedom Trophy game. 
Um, get 50% off Husker Online right now. Um, that special runs through the week. So go to HuskerOnline.com. If you're a new member, you can get one year of Steve Sipple's columns, all of our great content, Robin's basketball content, Abby's volleyball content, uh, all of our great content for 50% off for a year. That's at HuskerOnline.com through the week. Uh, thank you again for joining us here. Uh, for Steve Sipple, Robin Washette, I'm Sean Callahan. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.